What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York Podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
All right. Good evening, USA, International, Canada, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, aka um, YouTuber, host with the most, misunderstood, lonely nomad, um, unstoppable independent podcaster. And of course, rookie podcaster of Queens, Laurelton, Queens, New York. And you're rocking and hanging with me on the 212th episode of Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast. Um, live and direct from StreamYard alongside with um YouTube and alongside with um myself is the Instagram live feed of, of the podcast show page. Make sure you turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat on when these episodes are going to be dropping now um as scheduled it's going to be mondays wednesdays and fridays now i do apologize for being a little late i'm actually recording 212 right now so i could actually um get ready for um episode 212 on saturday depending on how much energy i have left from work so um so yeah I want to get this out the way so I can prep for um, set up my clothes for work. So let me just get through this episode right here. Um, <clears throat> and um, and and remind y'all on. On um, if you miss any previous episodes, new or the latest episodes, please go ahead and grab that subscribe button on the YouTube channel page of G Money Stacks 555. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and topics. If how do you feel about the topics that's being discussed in in each episode? And of course, and of course, um, tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream and the and the reminder of when. Um, the recording is going to start and more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, be sure to be sure to um, download these episodes, share the episodes, be sure to <clears throat> be sure to um, share the episodes listen stream and watch these episodes in case you miss any of them everything is uploaded to the youtube channel page and along with um other episodes on audio streaming platforms which i will get to at the end of the show all right so let's get to um all right so let's get to um our main particular particular transit topic right here um yeah, we're going to get into um, New York Mass Transit Files right here. So let's get into it. I'm not going to have time to get to mental health checking today. So we'll do that some other time. So here's New York Mass Transit Files real quick. Okay, here we, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> so this recent article on AMNY. Um, the website and this is pertaining to asking the mta in regards to how to prepare for the winter that's coming up so let's get into it 
So AM New York Metro in conjunction with the MTA present Ask the MTA, a column where MTA officials answer your questions about transit service in New York City. If you have any if you have a question for the MTA about subways, buses, commuter rails, and more, email askdmta at amny.com. And this person asks, given the incredible snowfall in Buffalo and predictions about a very harsh winter, how is the MTA preparing for the upcoming season? And this is from Stephen M. Inwood. And, and of course, one of the MTA um, workers um, states, we have a robust winter, winter weather plan that addresses not only snowfall accumulation, but also freezing rain, ice, strong winds, freezing temperatures, and limited visibility. It's set in motion well before the first flakes of any blizzard fall so we can keep our riders, employees, and equipment safe. Um, step one is closely is to closely monitor the forecast. Then, once it's clear a storm is coming, thousands of MTA workers are mobilized to get snow fighting equipment into place across the city. Move trains and move trains from yards to be stored on the ground. Outfit buses with tire chains start the icing and more this intense preparation allows us to avoid significant delays and reductions in service in fact snow has forced the subways to shut down just once in the system systems one one 18th year history um this is from collins stem stemler deputy chief mc emergency management management and another question for um for this person who goes by the name of sharon y clifton i'm an access a ride customer and drivers are frequently taking longer routes to avoid tolls because they claim they are not getting reimbursed for them does the mta provide toll payment reimbursement for access a ride drivers access a ride drivers should take the safest and quickest route um, to your destination, even if it requires tolls, which are included in the cost of your ride. If this problem persists, you can file a complaint by calling our paratransit hotline at 877-337-2017, right into the customer relations office, um, which is MTA New York City Transit Paratransit Division, customer relations, which is located at 130 Livingston Street, Brooklyn, New York, 1120, or emailing us using our online form. And this is from Chris Pang, no, Chris Pan, Pangi Lenin, Vice President of Paratransit. And another question comes in. This is from Chad L., Lower East Side. Um, and he asked, I love the MTA train time at for Metro North and LIRR and how seamless it is. When will the MTA upgrade the My MTA app for subway and bus riders? Will you eventually create one app for all services? Um, we're so glad you enjoyed the train time app. 
The MCA is always working to make public transit easier to use through our digital tools, whether it's regularly fixing bugs or adding features that provide better and more relevant information to riders. Stay tuned for for some significant improvements to my MTA coming next year. As for creating a single um, MTA app, there are um, no current plans, but we're always reviewing our app strategy based on the needs of subway, bus, and railroad riders so we can deliver an excellent customer experience. Your feedback is an important part of the process, and we look forward to hearing from more riders in this fall's customer survey. And this is from Molly uh, Washam, Senior Director of Customer Experience. And if you have any questions for the MCA, you can send your questions to askthemca at amny.com. And let's see. So there's some more stuff going on, transit-related. Um, okay, so what we have here is, is the Department of Transportation is considering remaking Brooklyn's Grand Army Plaza as a car-free public space in what would arguably be the Adams administration's biggest shakeup yet to the dominance of the automobile on the city streets. The proposal, first reported by Gothamist last week, citing a senior DOT honcho. <laughs> honcho is still in its earliest stages with no plans set in stone and any actual commencement of work likely years away. Community outreach kicked off this weekend. DOT set up a booth at the plaza this weekend and plans a virtual outreach session for Wednesday, which happened previously weeks ago on November the 16th. The agency is also collecting feedback from residents via an online survey. In a press release, DOT acknowledged long-term calls for um, pedestrianization but noted that no design decisions have yet been made. Outreach on the plaza is part of DOT's larger Prospects Heights public space study. But even without concrete plans yet made public, any major redesign of Grand Army Plaza would mean fulfilling decades-long dream of safe streets, advocates, who have long identified the massive chaotic traffic circle as, as being in desperate need of a change. This is huge news, said Doug Gordon, co-host of the War on Cars podcast and a prominent local advocate for safer streets on Twitter. Depending on how it shakes out, it could be the biggest and best change to Brooklyn streets in decades. We don't have to accept the status quo as normal. We can build streets for all the prioritizing people, not cars, wrote the advocacy, the advocacy group, transportation alternatives. Um, looking forward to this project. The plaza centered on the 50 foot tall soldiers and sailors arch sits at 
the northwestern tip of Prospect Park, home to the Brooklyn Public Library's main branch and a weekly um, farmer's market and represents the confluence of several major um, thoroughfares, including Flatbush Avenue, Eastern Parkway, and Prospect Park West. It is adjacent to two popular open streets on Vanderbilt and Underhill Avenues, which could potentially be connected to the pedestrian plaza, creating a link between restaurants, shopping, and green space. The plaza was was designed in the 1860s by Frederick Law Armstead and Calvert Vaux, fresh off of designing Central Park and now partnering on its Brooklyn equivalent Prospect Park. The designers intended the, the elliptical plaza to be a majestic interest to the park an oasis away from the city's hustle and grind. The famous arch came later in 1892, inspired by the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. The grand interest vision came to a screening halt with the advent of the automobile. However, as the plaza turned into the traffic circle it is today. Nace Air's objective from the very beginning, the intersection became so notoriously dangerous that in 1927, advocacy groups put up something called the Deaf-O-Meter. The Deaf-O-Meter. A prominent sign urging drivers to slow down and drive safely with the annual number of fatalities and injuries on Brooklyn streets plastered in print big enough for any motorist to see. Um, alas, cars have retained domain over the plaza, traveling through at high speeds in what remains a fearsome spot for pedestrians and cyclists. <laughs> 139 people have been injured in collisions at the circle over the past decade, including 92 motorists, 26 cyclists, and 21 pedestrians, according to NYC Crash Mapper, today's version of the Defometer. <laughs> In the 2000s, advocates um, footed a campaign calling for major changes at the plaza, hoping for it to return to what its designers envisioned. The campaign did ultimately lead to some incremental changes and the permanent ban on automobiles, on automobile traffic through Prospect Park in 2018 allowed the city to co-opt more pedestrian space immediately adjacent to the park. But a marquee proposal to pedestrianize the section of motor speedway separating the park from the arch never came to fruition damn um one lingering question for a redesign is the fate for bus riders with the b41 along flatbush avenue standing as one of brooklyn's busiest and slowest buses dot has proposed sitting 
a dedicated bus lane along Flatbush to speed up its pitifully slow buses so unreliable they are forced to compete with hordes of dollar vans, but the B-41 potentially having to be rerouted if the plaza if the plaza is pedestrianized. The MTA is expected to release a draft redesign of the Brooklyn bus network by the end of this year. Under the Adams administration, the DLT has learned heavily into street redesigns to reclaim space for pedestrian cyclists and strap hangers proposing a number of major projects and beating a goal to implement safety improvements at 1,000 intersections this year. Earlier this year, the major, the mayor, excuse me, pledged more than $900 million to implement the NYC streets plan. Gotham is reported DOT may tap into those funds for potential Grand Army Plaza redesigns. That's that's actually that's actually a good thing, actually, what Mayor Adams is doing. Obviously, so many, so many, so many accidents and intersections. So that's pretty good that he's paying attention to this stuff. Um, let's see. And um, of course, of course, we need to talk about um, uh, violent Brooklyn hit and run kills. Yes. So a man died Wednesday after being struck by a hit and run truck driver and later another motorist at a notorious intersection in Brooklyn, the very same one where nearly a year ago, Mayor Eric Eric Adams and Transportation Commissioner um, um, Adonis Rodriguez announced a campaign to make the cities to make the cities intersections safer for pedestrians and cyclists. Oh boy. Cops responded to a 911 call just before 9.15 p.m. Wednesday from the intersection of Coney Island and Caton Avenues in Windsor Terrace. Officers from the 70th um, precinct arrived to a man lying in the roadway unconscious and unresponsive and with severe bodily trauma. Responding EMS personnel pronounced him dead on arrival. NYPD investigators say that the man was struck by a tractor trailer at an unknown location and found himself trapped under the truck, which did not stop. The man became dislodged from that unenviable position as the truck turned right on Coney Island Avenue. Falling to the roadway, cops say, but the reprieve didn't last long. He's, he was subsequently struck by the 24-year-old driver of a Kia sedan. The Kia, the Kia, um, hold on a second. The Kia driver remained on the scene and is not facing any charges at this time. The truck driver, however, fled the scene and continued northbound on Coney Island Avenue. Coney Island Avenue, Coney Island Avenue excuse me. <clears throat> um, I'm still searched. Um, hold on, hold on. 
<clears throat> yeah, sorry about that. Um, so cops are still searching for the rig operator as of midday Thursday. The, the lurid incident took place at the exact same crossroads where in January, Mayor Adams and Department of Transportation Commissioner um, Rodriguez announced a plan to implement safety in improvements at 1,000 dangerous intersections across the five boroughs in 2022. DOT honchos <laughs> at the time said the agency was considering installing infrastructure to discourage drivers from cutting through one of the Windsor Terrace confluences two gas stations to beat the to beat red lights the intersection of coney island um and Caton avenues and its immediate vicinity within a one block radius has seen 62 injuries resulting from 54 crashes in the past decade according to nyc crash mapper including 41 motorists 14 pedestrians and seven cyclists Last month, the Adams administration announced it had exceeded its 2022 goal, having improved 1,200 intersect intersections and announcing a new goal of 1,400 by years. And improvements included everything from major street redesigns to traffic signal priority for pedestrians and cyclists. The 1,200 intersections did not, however, include Coney Island and Caton according to a list compiled by DOT and reviewed by AM New York Metro. Um, a DOT spokesperson said that the agency is looking into potential safety improvements at the intersection, but did not provide specifics. <clears throat> um, so we send our deepest condolences to family of the individual who lost his life in last night's hit and run, said agency spokesperson Tomas Garita. DLT is working closely with the NYPD as the investigation into the causes of the crash remains ongoing. Coney Island, <clears throat> Coney, Coney Island Avenue, which runs in two directions from Windsor Terrace to Brighton Beach, is a particularly deadly stretch of road in Brooklyn. 16 people have lost their lives on the thoroughfare or within a block of it in the past decade, including 12 pedestrians and four cyclists, and hundreds more have been injured, according to Crash Mapper. In 2019, cyclist Jose Alzores was stopped at the avenue's intersection with Avenue L in Midwood when a driver traveling in the opposite direction ran a red light at immense speed. The driver T-boned another passing driver and causing that car to slam with great force right into Alzores. In an incident captured on a brutal dashboard cam, Alzores died at the hospital. <laughs> Following Alzores' tragic death, former mayor Bill de Blasio um, promised safety improvements on the dangerous speedway, such as pedestrian islands, but the changes never materialized. 
Wednesday's Wednesday terrorist crash came just two days after another fatal collision, not too far away. Hugo Franco, um, Comunidad, Comunidad, age 23, was riding an electric scooter in Borough Park early morning, early mon Monday morning, excuse me, when he was struck by a Honda driver at the intersection of Fort Hamilton Park Parkway and 54th Street. Franco Comunidad, Comunidad suffered severe trauma to his head and was taken to um, Mom, Mamo, Mama Nids Hospital, where he died the following day. Damn. A GoFundMe set up by his family has raised over $10,000 to pay for his, for his funeral. Um, of course, um, yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Um, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, okay. Let's talk, um, the cocaine in, in chatting on the jazz right here, man. Let's, let's do this. All right, so of course, ladies first as usual. Um, so so founder Nicole Kane leads Exo Neko to pursue her new brand, My Happy Flow. So here's what's happening here. So Nicole Kane leaves Exo Nicole to pursue her next venture, My Happy Flow brand. Media mogul Nicole founded Exo Neko. Nicole, a lifestyle brand known for women's positivity. Growing the company into the success it is today, Nicole was featured in Forbes, where she, where she shared her experience building, um, what is this? Not, I don't want this. I do not want this. Um, Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, let me just go to source. Hold on. All right, let's do this. So, media mogul Nicole Kane, creator and founder of popular media outlet Exo Nicole, announced her exit from the media company on Wednesday, October 19th, to transition into the well wellness industry with her newly founded plant-based relief brand, My Happy Flow. Um, and she says on Twitter, most founders who sold their brands can attest. It's never easy leaving a brand you've birthed. This has been a very emotionally charged bittersweet year, but it was time I parted ways and fully stepped into who God called me to be. There is a new life waiting for me. And... And of course, the cane founded My Happy Flow is a plant-based period relief supplement that works to balance hormones and alleviate heavy, heavy bleeding, intense cramping, and other PMS symptoms for a happier, healthier period. Oh boy. 
Um, while Kane will will be shifting focus from media to wellness, she feels her following will follow with majority of her audience, women, and the content of EXO Nicole caters to women interest. When asked about the transition, Kane said the following. I'm still serving the same audience that I have for years, but in a new way. Our community has a unique set of needs that include vitamin D3 and iron deficiency, but are often often underserved and overlooked in the vitamin and supplement space. I am passionate about helping women of color who are struggling with heavy periods and fibroid symptoms and missing out on life because of it. The, st- the statistics um, regarding black women and fibroids are alarming, and we wanted to help do something about this silent epidemic. My happy flow is a personal for Kane, as she knows all too well, the harsh reality of hormone imbalance after her mom passed from estrogen-induced breast cancer at the age of 41. She's also discovered various studies which revealed that 80% of African American women will be diagnosed with fibroids by the age of 50. Black women are also four times more likely to get a hysterectomy than other races, and they are also two to three times more likely to suffer from period trauma. Due to the lack of education around what a normal period looks like, it can take women up to 10 years to see a doctor for her symptoms or get a proper diagnosis. And with my happy flow, Kane will be championing holistic remedies for women. At my happy flow, we believe it is important to focus heavily on content around hormone, hormone health doctrine disrupting chemicals found in the hair and beauty products specifically marketed to no excuse me towards African African American women and signs and symptoms of estrogen dominance a leading cause of heavy painful periods she said in the press release there has also been a huge educational gap when it comes to the menstrual cycle being considered a fifth vital sign and serves as a monthly report report card for our overall health. We weren't taught that a heavy painful period is not normal and can be the first sign of hormonal imbalances. When left unaddressed and undiagnosed, these imbalances can lead to fibroid development and breast cancer tumors as well as other conditions such as PCOS and and endometri and hold on a second endometriosis endometriosis okay and infertility um yes so so Kane will share will share that other products that found solutions should only be more harmful. In the past, when we've 
been offered a solution, it often caused more harm than good. She continued, hormonal contraceptives, painkillers, and hysterectomies shouldn't be our only option for period pain relief with and with hap with my happy flow it doesn't have to be in its first year of business my happy flow has won over fifty thousand dollars in grants and has grown organically without any digital ads spent the daily vitamin has also helped thousands of women find relief from period pain and hormone imbalance which previously caused them to miss out on professional and personal opportunities and provided more holistic options when facing uh, fibroids and other reproductive um, health conditions kane leaves exo nicole in good hands and with a bright future at will packer media packer acquired Exo Nicole in 2017 after recognizing its value and impact within the culture. Since its creation in 2015, Exo Nicole has reached over 4 million, 4 million women worldwide with daily editorial content and offline experiences with events um, elevate her pajamas and lipstick and the Exo Happy Hour podcast. Well, let's make some noise for um for Nicole Kane for creating this remedy to help out women and everyone else. So so yeah. Talk about taking that leap. Okay, up next, um, up next, let's get to, let's get to Nas, because he recently got robbed, so before, yeah, he recently got robbed, actually, so let's, we're gonna get to that, we're gonna get to it, don't worry, um, so, so, most recent, recently, um, Nas's home was burglarized this weekend, and it sounds uh, sounds like a lot of crap was jacked. Damn. Law enforcement um, sources tell TMZ two men broke into the rapper's Calabasas property Saturday around 8.30 p.m. Um, Pacific time. Apparently, having smashed through a rear door to gain entry, we're told Nas's team became aware of their presence due to a ring camera. When two guys were leaving, we're told the crew saw them and they called the cops. By the time officers arrived, the two dudes were long gone. Nas wasn't home um, between he was in NYC for an album release party. Nobody else was at the house either it seems as for the damage 
As for the damage done, our sources say the guys tore the place apart and left with at least two bags worth of stuff. Unclear what exactly was taken or how much it's worth. We're told Nas is still out of town and we'll have to come back and do a proper inventory of the items stolen, which will then give authorities an idea of what they are looking for. No arrests have been made and the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department is investigating. Um, So there's... So... so um. We'll wait for the story to develop, though. So, um, and um, and um, let's get to the most recent thing that he did after Takeoff passed away. So, so Nas took a moment out of his King's Disease release parties to pay tribute to Takeoff and offer a powerful message to the hip hop community, according to Ambrosia for Heads. Nas shouted the fallen Migos rapper out twice, offering condolences to his family before going into a more general message. He said, in quote, we're trying to tell these people out here, man, we're, we're here for a purpose. Nas said, we can't be destroying each other over bullshit. Look at these little brothers and be like, don't shoot. Don't throw your life away. It ain't worth it. There's something to live for. Something to be here for. All that, all that tough shit is cool when you are growing up. The, the veteran MC continued, but we gotta learn that we're here for a purpose, and there is a design that's out here to make sure we don't grow, to make sure that we don't make it, and we gotta recognize that there is something in existence that's trying to stop the youth from the hood from growing into its proper purpose i actually agree with this so tributes have continued pouring in for takeoff in the days since he was gunned down in houston on november 1st like like nas several members of the hip-hop community have used the tragedy to address the gun violence that has claimed so many young artists. Quality Control Music co-founder Coach K shared a similar sentiment when he paid homage to his protege with a heartfelt Instagram post. Young brothers, we have to stop this senseless violence. This is this not cool. He, He wrote at the time, young brothers and sisters should be given a chance to get to grow old. Please start caring about life more. On Friday, November 11th, thousands of fans, collaborators, friends, and relatives gathered for takeoff's memorial service in Atlanta. The full capacity crowd at State Farm Arena included Gucci Mane, Rich the Kid, City Girls, CeeLo Green, YG, Murder Beats, um, Mustard, Louis Yachty, Tiana Taylor, Russell Simmons, Cardi B, takeoff's cousin by um, marriage was also photographed ahead of the memorial service. The celebration of life was officiated by senior pastor Jesse Kearney III, whose new um, Mercy's, Mercy's Christian Church counted takeoff and his family among its congreg- congregants. Drake was photographed addressing the crowd while shots were, were captured 
of Justin Bieber's performance. Following Bieber's performance in Drake's speech, during which he paraphrased Maya Angelou, the surviving members of the Migos, Takeoff's uncle, Quavo, and cousin, Offset, both broke their silence, delivering their first remarks since the rapper's untimely death on November 1st. While attendees were asked to place their phones in lockers before entering State Farm Arena, footage has been leaked of Offset's emotional speech during which he credited his cousin with creating the, the flow that changed the culture of music forever. During the nearly three-hour ceremony, Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens also presented takeoff with the city's highest honor, the Phoenix Award, which is presented to those who have made significant contributions to, to city. The award was accepted by Quavo, takeoff's mother, um, um, Tita Nia Davenport and his siblings, Ezekiel Davenport and Heaven Davenport. Okay, also in Nas News, um, also in Nas News, actually, um, let's get to all right. So, Nas has announced a one night only show in, in New York City that will see him perform the now completed King's Disease Trilogy in its entirety. The special performance will take place on February 24th at Madison Square Garden, which is where Wild Out is taking place. Um, I hope y'all got your tickets already and hope y'all enjoyed yourselves. Um, so Nas shared the news via um, Instagram on Friday, November 11th, just hours after um, the arrival of his latest hit boy assisted album king's disease three according to the garden's official twitter account chase card holders will have early access to ticket sales from 10 a.m eastern on tuesday november 15th to 10 p.m which already passed eastern eastern time on thursday night november 17th which already passed the general public will be able to buy tickets starting the um the following morning, November 18th at 10 a.m. So that's pretty much what it is. Um, so arriving on the heels of a lukewarm reception for the Kanye West orchestrated Nasser 2020's King's Disease um, marked the beginning of a new era in Nas' career, Nas's career. The album would go on to win the 2021 Grammy Award for Best Rap Album, marking the first time the Queensbridge rapper was recognized by the Recording Academy since the arrival of his 1994 debut album. King's Disease 2 arrived um, the following summer, earning Nas his highest album debut at the number three position on the Billboard 200 chart. The album received an Additional boost thanks to a feature from Lauren Hill on Nobody. Speaking to Apple Music's Ebro Darden on Rap, Rap Life Radio. Following the album's release, Nas compared Hit Boy to legendary 28 time Grammy Award winner Quincy Jones. He's like my Quincy Jones, you know, you know what I mean, said Nas. So I feel like the next thing I do if I was to work with Hit Boy on the next thing I do, I think that might that we might 
do something that is going to be magical. The Grammy winning duo delivered magic as a surprise release in December 2021, on which Nas hinted at a third edition in the King's Disease series. Um, Nas and Hip Boy shared the album's track list on their respective um, Instagram pages on Wednesday, November 9th, further building excitement for their latest collaborative effort. King Disease 3 clocks in at 17 songs, including a sole bonus track, unlike the previous releases in the trilogy. However, this latest release finds Nas holding each song down without the support of guest features. Song titles may provide clues to what fans expect on the album, with titles like Michael and Quincy, named after Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones, and and Thun, a nod to the Queens, New York slang, um, popularized by the late great prodigy of Mob Deep. Thun has already emerged as a standout track, with Nas looking back on his early days, dreaming of covering the source while trying to navigate the street um, life with his thoroughbred crew. Halfway through his verse, Esco turns his attention to his bitter conflict with Jay-Z and marvels at how far they've come, admitting admitting he sometimes texts Hove joking about how their rivalry ain't over. No beef arrivals, they playing ether on title. Brothers can do anything when they decide to. In a range rover, dissecting bars from takeover. Sometimes I text Hover like nigga. This ain't over laughing. He raps over mafioso production that evolves earlier albums like it was written and firm. Let's make some noise for Nas, man, for basically telling the youth that this is that this whole tough guy shit and this whole gun violence shit is just getting out of hand at take off his own funeral. So it's just it's interesting. It's interesting to hear that he actually um knows what he's talking about. So, you know what I mean? So let's make some noise for Nas and the King Disease Three. can we talk about here in this episode here um i forgot nas and andre 3000 linked up so let's get into this um nas celebrated the release of his latest album king's disease 3 with andre 3000 over the weekend nas and hip boy um commemorated the release of their latest collaborative project with an exclusive party in New York City on Friday, November 11. And while both parties were seen hanging out with Joey Badass and others, a notable guest of the evening was Andre 3000. The elusive outcast legend was snapped in a photo standing alongside the dynamic King's Disease, King's Disease duo at the Swanky release party. Um, 
while the release party was mostly celebratory nas also took a moment to pay respect to the fallen um Migos rapper takeoff who was shot and killed in houston earlier this month and whose funeral occurred on friday november 11 as well and yes and which and um let's um okay hold on let's um okay um hold on hold on hold on Okay, so he said in quote, um, we're trying to tell these people, hang on a minute here. Yeah, we're trying to tell these people out out here, man. We're here for a purpose. Nas said, we can't be destroying each other over bullshit. Look at these little brothers and be like, don't shoot. Don't throw your life away. It ain't worth it. There's something to live for, something to be here for. All that tough shit is cool when you are growing up, but we got to learn that we're here for a purpose and there is a design that's out here to make sure we don't grow, to make sure that we don't make it. And we got to recognize that there is something in existence that's trying to stop the youth from the hood from growing into its proper purpose. So, as I talked about previously unfortunately Nas's Los Angeles home was burglarized while he was enjoying himself in NYC according to TMZ two men broke into the rap legends Calabasas property on Saturday November 12th evening around 8 30 p.m pacific time smashing through a rear door to gain access to the home the culprits were captured on a ring door camera and Nas team proceeded to call the cops when they saw the robbers leaving the residence. However, the thieves still did substantial, substantial damage to the residence and made off with two bags of unidentified, unidentified materials. King's disease arrived alongside a special announcement from Nas, who revealed he would perform the entire King's disease trilogy in one night at New York City's Madison Square Garden on February 24th, which is, I believe, next year. As for Andre 3000, he contributed four new instrumental songs to the soundtrack of the A24, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, um, which hit theaters earlier this year. Okay. Um, let's get to what else can we talk about here in this thing? Oh, yes. Um, let's get to another music news. This is uh, T Grizzly. T Grizzly. Let's get to T Grizzly. Hold on a second. Um, T Grizzly. Hold on a second. Uh, huh. Yes. Yes, T Grizzly um, just released his new album, Chapters of the Trenches, and the Detroit-born rapper fans um, better soak it up because it's also his last. He's closing the book on his music career. Um, the video game industry has been kind of tea, 
and his pockets amid the COVID-19 quarantine. During his during a new interview with Bootleg Kev. <laughs> oh man. He claimed to bring in six figures monthly from his growing GTA role-playing empire alone. Um, according to T, he hasn't been to a club in a minute and would rather sit at home making bank online than risk an altercation for an appearance fee. Even if leaving five figures on the table makes his manager, Melissa Tuon, upset. TG's um, denouncing rap altogether. He, he says it all sounds the same now. So he's rebranding rebranding himself as a professional gamer and part-time movie director who's tired of the BS within the music industry. Um, with GTA 6 currently in development, the digital sky's the limit for TG's grizzly world. Part of the reason he could be backing away from hip-hop is the recent loss of his close friend PNB Rock, who TG saw in September the day before he was murdered. And um, TG says... Genuine friends in the music industry are hard to come by, making the loss that much more crippling. <sighs> yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I actually agree with this. Um, all right, so Conway the Machine. Conway the Machine. Um Conway the Machine has overcome a lot in his life and rap career and isn't being selfish with advice that may benefit that may benefit others. The 40-year-old has a clear message for those who would like to leave behind their ties to the streets. And he said, in quote, it's definitely harder than it seems, the Griselda rapper said during a, a Saturday, November 26th visit to Super Cindy's show on 99 Gems. It seems easy, like you you famous now, you getting money. A lot of these guys, man, they are really outside, really tapped in. You got to respect the code if you know what that life is about. It's codes, and they live by it and stand by it. The radio host also shared her difficult um, experiences with uplifting of local Florida rappers due to them being shadowed by their past. The God Don't Make Mistakes artist acknowledged that while it's a difficult balance to strike, it is necessary and happens case by case. So my so he said in so my advice to the young bros that's doing they think is just when you get in, in this business, you got you just gotta know you coming from the streets, said Conway. You gotta know what to take with you and what to leave behind. You gotta know what to bring with you and what to leave out. The Buffalo rapper acknowledged that the responsibility doesn't just fall on the streets. No, excuse me. It doesn't fall on the artists, but the people surrounding them. We as the homies, we got to protect the brand, protect the bag. That means we got to switch up how we move and everything just to prevent a lot of this. 
it's just things we can do a lot differently. We, but we gotta change the mentality first. Conway addressed many of these topics in his latest album, God Don't Make Mistakes, which was released in February. The 12 song project featured Beanie Siegel, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, T.I., Jill Scott, and of course, Bang the Butcher and West Side Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's right. He's right, though. He's right. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. What else do we have on the, the agenda? Um, yes, of course. Um, what is it? Oh, Lion King interpreters. Okay, let's get to that right here. Let's get to that right here. Okay. Um, so, um, this is according to the New York Post. The white sign language interpreter booted from Broadway's line came for his skin color, quietly settled his federal discrimination case against the theater company that fired him. The Post has learned. Um, <clears throat> Keith Wan and the Theater Develop Development Fund, a nonprofit that provides ASL um, interpreters at Broadway shows resolved the dispute outside of court just two weeks after one filed his lawsuit and the Post published a front page report. So the matter between myself and TDF has been resolved and both parties are satisfied with the discussions that ensued. Juan wrote in a social media post announcing the settlement. I look forward to the review of the process that will come from this to hopefully benefit the interpreting profession. One filed the lawsuit on November 8th after he and another interpreter, Christina um, Mosley, were told to back out of the production in April so they could be replaced by black sign language experts according to the suit and emails obtained by the post. Um, Keith Wan, though an amazing ASL performer, is not a black person and therefore should not be representing Lion King. Shelly Guy, the director of ASL for The Lion King, told Lisa Carling, the director of the theater department funds accessibility, <clears throat> Accessibility, oh boy. He keeps accessibility. Hold on a second. Um, accessibility programs in an email. Juan's decision to take the case. Hold on a second. It wants decision. Hold on a second. Hold on. 
Yes, Juan's decision to take the case up in court was met with online backlash from the deaf community. You disgusted me, Randy Spann, host of the Deaf Talk show, The Real Talk with Randy, said in a, in a video response to Juan's lawsuit, enough is enough. Let black people get their opportunities to get a spotlight. In a viral TikTok video, deaf performer Raven Sutton blasted Juan for his decision to sue the theater group. This is not discrimination, Sutton signed on the video that amasses over 50,000 57,000 views. Reverse racism is not a thing. Stop talking all the jobs when we have black interpreters that are better, that are the better fit. Wipe your own white tears because we are not going to do it for you. Oh, wow. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> Yeah, so many Pulse readers and others in the deaf community came out in force to support Juan and condemn the outrage he faced. I'm baffled by the hate Jared Alabest, a deaf civil rights attorney, told the Post, there are some people justifying why they don't support him through the lens of racial identity politics. In one statement this week, the interpreter addressed the criticism he faced online and the debates his lawsuit spawned. Over the last week, I have seen a lot of pain in our community and have, have also seen some much needed conversations, Juan wrote. It is unfortunate that um, assumptions were made and conclusions were drawn without all facts. <sighs> wow. That's that really has to suck, though, man. That has to suck. And this is a tough situation, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not really I don't know, man. It's this is a tough this is a tough decision to to make. And I don't know. I can't really I don't know who to side with. So I'm not even going to get into who I side on. So I'm just going to leave that to you folks out there. Um, <clears throat> all right. So let's see. Let's see. What else do we have on the agenda? What else do we have on the agenda? Um in this. Oh, wait. Let's get to hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Oh yes. J. Cole. Hold on a second. J. Cole. And Jack Harlow in NBA 2K23 game. Yeah, I did. Wait, did I talk about this? Let me just find out. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Yes, here we go. Here we go. Um, J. Cole and Jack Harlow can officially live out their video game hoop dreams as, as they've both been added as playable characters in NBA 2K23. 2K revealed on Wednesday, November 9th that the rappers will be available to be used in My Team Mode's crossover series this week, but for a limited time only. Both Cole and Harlow were given solid 89 overall ratings in the game. Um, 
The popular um, basketball video game series also teased that fans can earn all other celebrity playing cards as characters inside the game mode in the future. And in September, J. Cole was unveiled as the cover star for the Dreamer edition of NBA 2K23. Becoming the first rapper to grace the cover of the video game franchise, um, the Dreamer edition for PS5 and Xbox hit shelves exclusively at GameStop on Friday, November 11th, which already happened just over two months after 2K23's original re- release. NBA 2K has long been a place to discover new musical talent through their game and continues to be a gold standard for showcasing all things basketball culture. Cole said in a statement, it's been an amazing journey to not only appear on a cover of this year's game, but to be part of my career, of the My Career Storyline soundtrack and bring the Dreamer brand into NBA 2K. In addition to crossover, uh, in addition to the cover, Cole plays a, a major role in this year's My Career game mode alongside fellow Dreamville artists Bass and Elite. He, yes, in addition to the, yes, um, he even serves up a never before heard verse in the studio and one scene in the storyline. Jack Harlow has plenty of basketball connections of his own. The Louisville, Kentucky native participated in the 2022 NBA All-Star Weekend and is set to star in a reboot of the night of the classic 90s hoop flick White Man Can't Jump, for which he received some coaching tips from Los Angeles Clippers star um um Kawi Leonard, the, the Tyler Harrow rapper, um, also had a viral moment during the 2022 NBA playoffs in May when a pair of referees were caught asking each other who Jack Harlow was on a hot mic in a commercial timeout. <laughs> who is Jack Harlow? A famous ref um, Scott Foster asked during game one of the NBA Eastern Conference <laughs> Eastern Conference semifinals between um, the Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics to which Ed Malloy responded, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Harlow took the embarrassing video in stride by later joking on Twitter. Clearly, these motherfuckers have never seen Narnia. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, all right. Um, okay, so we can go to one minute here. Hold on, what else is on the agenda? Okay, hold on a minute here. Hold on a minute here. Let's get to okay. Um okay, so obviously, obviously, um 
Okay, obviously, um, obviously, Black Panther continues to be um, number one for the third week. Let's get into let's get into that right here in our segment right here called the movie Man Cave Popcorn. All right, so let's get into it. Hold on a sec. Yes. Hold on a minute. That's not it. Um, hold on a minute here. Yes, hold on a minute here. Hold on. Wait. Wait a minute here. Um where is this? Oh my! Wait, wait a minute. Where's my segment? Oh wow! Wait a minute. Yeah, sorry about that. Um. Yeah, hold on a minute, folks. I don't know what happened here. Um. Oh my God! Hold on a second. Sorry about that. Um, Movie Man Cave Popcorn. Here we go. I don't know what happened here, but um, I may have. Yes, so here it is. I don't know what happened. I may have um, deleted it by accident. So this is Movie Man K Popcorn and and dedication to Black Panther being number one for the third week straight. So let's get into it right here. So, all right, so let's do this. Okay, so we talk we so so we're talking about um Black Panther, right? So so it's been out for three weeks. So Black Panther Wakanda Forever ruled the box office for the third Friday in 
in a row. The Marvel superhero blockbuster took home over a staggering $18.2 million the day after Thanksgiving alone, according to IMDb's box office mojo. Hmm. The mega hit has already taken in $597 million million in global sales since its November 11th debut, including $340 million at U.S. theaters. Um, Disney's computer animated sci-fi adventure, uh, Strange World, which was released on Wednesday, came in a distant second place with $5.2 million in sales. The Post claimed the film, which stars Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal as a father-son team, lives up to its title. And coming in third with a $2.4 million take was Devotion, which was released on November 23rd. And the epic is based on a, on the true story of the friendship between Jesse Leroy Brown and the Navy's first black aviator and fellow pilot Thomas J. Hudner Jr. during the Korean War. All right, and other and other um movie related stuff. Uh, we got some um movies that's been delayed, so we have a whole list of um Marvel comic movies that's delayed all right so the marvel cinematic universe has been a long-running saga of great movies and shows what can you expect from the mcu in 2022 though um well here are all the marvel movies out this year so this is um ever since iron man launched phase one of the marvel cinematic universe in 2008 we have been subjected to an endless torrent of Marvel films, both good and bad, from the depths of The Incredible Hulk and the first two Thor movies to the heights of Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. They never seem to let up providing us with an endless amount of superhero content, both in film form and as television shows. Um, of course, It looks like um, Marvel has pretty much entirely been removed from Netflix with MCU movies and television programs now routinely coming to Disney Plus rather than to Netflix. It's very exciting, of course, that all of our Marvel content will be in the same place, but that doesn't mean that it's all unicorns and rainbows. After all, it it actually is possible to have too much of a good thing. And when you look at the complete list of every single Marvel films and television show in 2022, the evidence will attest to that. Honestly, a lot of these projects are completely unnecessary. Who the hell needs a new Ant-Man movie? Is that really something that people want? Do we really need like 20, 27 forking Marvel shows? It's that really something we need? Surely the blokes over at Disney could get a little bit more creative than endless regurgitating Marvel content like it's a drug that their fans are 
rapidly addicted to. We can't blame them, though. After all, you are totally going to see the new Thor, aren't you? So, um, of course, obviously, there's been some, um, so, um, there are, um, four Marvel movies confirmed for 2022, and two of them have already come to cinemas. Um, hang on a second here. Hang on a second here. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Um, give me one second. Yeah, hold on. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there are four movies confirmed for... 2022 and two of them have already come to cinemas now that might not sound um like a lot but think about it this way that means a marvel movie literally every three months that is well a darn well a lot of content let's be real though these movies are going to do incredibly well here are the four movies due out this year so we already know that um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness already came out. Thor, Love and Thunder came out. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever already came out. And the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Um, not sure what date is coming out, though. Um, so what do we have here? Well, we have a clear follow-up to last year's Spider-Man No Way Home, which... Heavily featured good old Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has pretty average reviews with very few people singing its praises, but equally few complaining incessantly about it. Thor Love and Thunder is a follow-up to um, Taika Waititi's 2017 hit Thor Ragnarok. And well, it didn't live up to the expectations set by its prequel. Then we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which will be the first Black Panther movie since Chadwick Boseman's untimely passing. Um, okay. Yeah, hold on a second here. And um, shout outs to Fantastic Four Nine. Shout outs to Curtis, who just who just came into the live stream. Thank you for um, joining me on episode 212 of this New York podcast platform. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. We are curious to see what they do with this one as they will need to honor Bozeman's memory whilst forging a new direction for Black Panther. Finally, we have new Guardians movie. Is there really anything to say? about this um obviously um it really did so i want to get to the deadpool thing because i heard that got delayed too along with others um i heard that got delayed too um hold on a second 
heard that got delayed too. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, there it is. So, Deadpool 3 release date, trailer, cast, plot, and more. Of course, here it is. What is the Deadpool 3 release date? Does the MCU know what's just about to hit? Deadpool 3 is not only happening, but it's happening within official um, MCU continuity. Yep, that's right. The foul mouth fourth wall breaking frequently blood cake mutate is going to be exploding f-bombs right inside the formerly friendly family marvel action movies few thought this was pro was probable or even possible when disney bought fox the studio that produced the x-men movies including deadpool and its sequel back in 2019 but as all the marvel series on disney plus have shown marvel studios is more than willing to, to break new barriers and deadpool 3 will almost certainly be breaking a few taste barriers if nothing else so what do we know about deadpool, deadpool 3 so far well, the science fiction movie is still a few years away. The information is hard to come, but we didn't let that stop us. We scoured the web, used Cerebro, and begged all the, the, clay, the clairvoyance we know to learn everything we could about the Deadpool 3 release date. So Deadpool 3 will be released on November 8th, 2024. Ryan Reynolds originally announced that the film was heading to theaters on September 6th, 2024, but it seems that it seems they need a bit longer to work on the movie than originally planned. Will Deadpool 3 be set in the MCU? Short answer, yes. We know this because the man in charge of the MCU, Kevin Feige, says so, and you can't get much clearer confirmation than that. He also confirmed there would be no curbs on the potty mouth language and gore that has helped define the series. Deadpool 3 will be rated R, and Ryan's overseeing a script right now. Feige told Collider in January. It was an announcement that surprised many and not just because of the R-rated content. How would the MCU deal with, with the fact that there were two movies already that weren't within MCU continu continuality? Um, just ignore it, recon it, rewrite it. Well, none of that may be necessary. Um. With the introduction of the multiverse of the end of Loki season one, there's never been a better time to introduce a character from a parallel continuity. Um, phase four and phase five of MCU is promising to be a multiverse of madness going forward. Not only is that the subtle of Doctor Strange 2, but we've also seen characters from the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man franchises turn up in Spider-Man No Way Home. Foggy's also said that he hopes Deadpool 3 does for Wade Wilson 
um, what Thor Ragnarok did for the God of Thunder. So what does that mean? Sounds to us like the character may undergo a slight reinvention to help him fit into the MCU. So who who will be working Deadpool three? It was it was confirmed way back in November twenty twenty that that Reynolds was working with Emmy Award winning sister Wendy Molyneux, Molyneux and Lizzie um, Molyneux um, um, Loglin on the script. They are best known for writing multiple episodes of the critically acclaimed animated series Boss Burgers. The pair also created and executive produced the animated comedy series The Great North. Sean Levy, a frequent Reynolds collaborator, has been drafted to direct Deadpool's third outing. Levy has previously worked with Reynolds on Free Guy and The Adam Project. Could we see Deadpool in the MCU before Deadpool 3? In a way, we already have. In July 2021, Deadpool and Korg um, um, from Thor Ragnarok, played by Taika Waititi, appeared together in a promo for the Ryan Reynolds starring movie Free Guy. Incidentally, GiantFreakingRobot.com has reported that Reynolds is keen for Korg to appear in Deadpool 3. More, li- more likely, though, it is that we, we, we will see Deadpool in some MCU project or other even before Deadpool 3. It may just be a cameo, but with the multiverse opening up wide, we we'd be surprised if there weren't some foreshadowing for the Merc with a mouth in an earlier film or TV show. After all, he does have to swear he could be bleeped out and then he could go off on a a meta rant about censorship, censorship. In August, Reynolds himself teased to comicbook.com that he might make an early appearance in the MCU rather than waiting for his own film. I think both approaches are pretty warranted, said Reynolds. I think you are going to I think you're gonna zig when everybody's expecting to zag when it comes to that character. As long as Disney's open to doing something pretty wildly divergent or having some wildly divergent uses of Deadpool, then I dig it, man. I think it's all great. Um, So who is in the, ca- the Deadpool 3 cast? Ryan Reynolds is coming back as Wade Wilson for Deadpool 3, and Hugh Jackman will also be reprising the role of Wolverine for the film. Reynolds announced the news himself on September 27, 2022. This comes despite his death in the... Western inspired Logan. So it's likely that Deadpool 3 will either take place in a different continuity or with an earlier version of the character. Or maybe the movie will bring back Logan without any explanation. Um, other than that, it's speculation, but we know who won't be in it. Any of the ill fated X Force team from Deadpool 2, aside from Peter. Peter may be back 
because Reynolds liked the character so much, and he was the only member of X-Force we saw Depp was saving in the post-credits se sequence. We loved Rob Delaney's character. I loved that Deadpool just completely ignores this marquee cast, the X-Force, that could have saved with useful and wonderful superheroes, Reynolds told Empire. We can't afford half the guys to bring them back, so they have to remain dead. One in particular would be very expensive. He can't mean Brad Pitt's The Vanishers, surely. They allegedly only paid him with a Starbucks coffee for his Deadpool 2 cameo. <laughs> oh, man. Um, otherwise, we expect Morena um, Bakarin back as Vanessa since she was resurrected in that Deadpool 2 post credit sequence. We love to see Zazie beats Domino again, but Beats isn't so sure she'll be back. She told Collender in March 2021 that she was interested in returning, but hasn't heard anything about the sequel yet. I would love to re revive the role, she explained. I haven't had any specific conversations around it, but I'm interested. In a recent interview with the rap, Bakarin admitted she's been pestering Reynolds in the hope of finding out if she's in the film. I hope I get to be in the film. I hope I get to be in it, she explained. I don't know. They're very, very annoyingly tight-lipped. I text Ryan every six months, and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, hey, how, you, how are you? How's your family? I'm like, not what I'm asking you. Reynolds has also teased that he'll be working with Leslie Uggams, who plays Deadpool's landlord, career-blind Al. So... We can probably expect her to return as well. And speculation, what would Deadpool 3 be about? In the past, Ryan Reynolds had tweeted that he wanted Deadpool 3 to be a road trip between Deadpool and Logan, um, which is Wolverine. Um, Rashomon style, for, for real. Now we know that Jackman will return as Wolverine. This is an option, but we imagine that Marvel Studios will want to take things in a slightly different direction. Um, we were, no, were, were we to hazard a guess, it'll be your tra traditional superhero team up with plenty of friction before they come together to battle a common enemy. Reynolds also told Radio 1 back in 2018 that he'd be open to including Dogpool, a canine version of Deadpool from an alternate universe in the comics. In a Deadpool film, though, he may have just been humoring an interviewer who clearly just wanted to show off his geeky knowledge for Deadpool trivia. Um. Wow. In March, Domino actress Zazie Beats told Digital Spot she'd love to revive the role, but she hasn't had any specific conversations. The ending of Deadpool 2 also strongly suggests that Reynolds hasn't yet finished with the Cable um, character, Josh Brolin. Um, there's one rumor going around that Deadpool 3 will 
cross over the Loki TV series, according to BehindTheMagic.com. Um, BehindTheMagic.com. The film will see Wade put on trial by the TVA for killing the X-Men origin Wolverine version of himself during the Deadpool 2 um, post credit scene. We take this with a huge pinch of salt, to be honest. Um, Rhett Reese, a writer who who's worked on all three Deadpool movies, has promised that the move to Disney won't change Wade's, Wade Wilson's unique sense of humor, adding that the studio is very supportive of the film. When it comes to a particular joke, if we cross a line, maybe we'll hear it at some point. Maybe not that joke. Reese told The Hollywood Reporter. But I think they've been incredibly supportive of what we're doing because obviously we were doing it separate from them for a long time. And I think they've seen the success and they've had their own either, their own even greater success. So hopefully it'll be a marriage made in heaven. But we've definitely got their support and that's a great thing for to feel. If you love Deadpool, check out our guide on the best X-Men characters or our list of the best MCU characters. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So there it is, actually. That's your that's your information about Deadpool and the release date and all that great stuff. So we're gonna get into we're gonna get into um things to do for the weekend. I do apologize for not mentioning California, so I'm gonna go to um for Californians out there. So we're gonna get to that right now. Um we're gonna get to that right now. Um let's see. Uh let me see. Let me see. Um, wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Um, um wait, 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 wait. Okay, best things to do in Los Angeles. Hold on. Um, Okay, so, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so we got, um, um, hold on a minute here, so we got A Christmas Carol, actually, even the grumpiest of list makers at Yoli Tide, um, has to include a production of Dickens' most beloved tale of becoming a better person. Jeff Elliott and Julia Rodriguez Elliott direct this production with costumes by the imagine, imaginative Angela um, Below Callan, starring Elliott and his fellow resident artists of a noise within theater company, all ranking among LA's best classical. Um, actors stage in A and W spacious house with perfect sight lines from every seat, even for kids. Okay, so let's get into let's get into it right now. Um, 
All right, so a noise within is located at 3352 East Foothill Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. Um, you check out the website for more information, a noise within.org slash play slash a Christmas Carol two and 20 and the price varies between $25 to $87. And from Saturday, December 3rd starts at 2 PM and 7 PM, December 4th, 2 p.m., December 9th, Friday, 7 p.m., Saturday, December 10th, 2 p.m., um, Sunday, December 11th, 2 p.m., Thursday, December 15th, 7 p.m., Friday, December 16th, 7 p.m., and Saturday, December 17th, 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. And the next one is, hold on a second. <laughs> Wait, so we have, um, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Change tonight. I did that already. Um, yeah, ice skating. I did that one already. I did zoo lights. Um, we need a pool. I did that one already. Um, okay. Ice at Santa Monica, located just blocks from the ocean. Ice in downtown Santa Monica brings a bit of winter to the comfortable coastal city. Um, the 8,000 square foot outdoor rink runs daily from mid-November to mid-January on the corner of 5th Street and Arizona Avenue. All-day admission, $20, includes skate rentals. Um, all right, so so um it is so basically so 324 5th Street, Santa Monica 90401, um, which is Arizona Avenue. Of course, you can you can contact this number 310-260-1199 and and you can check out the website downtown um downtown wait downtown wait what is it downtown's wait a second yeah yeah downtown's um <clears throat> sorry um yes downtown's um I'm not mistaken. One minute here. Yeah, downtown's um downtown sm.com slash ice at Santa Monica. Um yes, so that's downtown sm.com slash ice at Santa Monica. Um and it's twenty dollars. And from from December first through December tenth, it starts at twelve p.m. All right. Um. So we have um. What else we have? 
What else we got? Um, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So next place is sick, sick Lavia, um, which is okay. So, so the term sick Lavia stems from a similar Spanish word for bikeway, and and in L.A. it's become a shorthand for the temporary festival like closing of L.A. streets. The event. Um, welcomes bikes, tricycles, skateboards, strollers, and basically anything else without an engine to ride a rotating cast of car-free routes. You'll inevitably always find a route each year around downtown, but past events have taken it anywhere from the harbor to the San Gabriel Valley. For um 2022 sick Siklavia makes its return for with four events through south la um, along western avenue on july 10th of course where um it really happens so the hollywoods blah, blah blah on october 21st downtown la on october 9th already happened and another south la route on december 4th so of course, except music, street performances, and food trucks, as well as general whimsy and shenanigans along the way, shop owners and restaurants along the Sick Lavia route also tend to host specials. It goes without saying that you should bike or take the metro to your desired spot along the route. All right, so location to be uh, to be announced. You can check that out. Um, it's Los Angeles, California. It's a free event. You can go to the website www.siclavia.org for more information. In, ter- in terms of um, the street address and all the other stuff, and the event starts at 9 a.m. on December 4th. Okay. Um, what else? What else we got here? What else we got here? Um, what else we got here? Oh, um, okay. Whatever I don't get to, whatever I don't get to, I'm gonna have to do this some other time. Um. All right, so let's go to New York um, for things to do. Um, I'm not going to have time to do all that because I have to get up in the morning. Um, anyway, let's get to where we uh, let's get to this thing right here, man. Um, um okay, so. 
So things to do in New York. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Um Okay, um wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. So I already talked about the nutcracker. I already talked about that. So let's get to for December the second through the fourth. So seven things to do in NYC. For everyone that's in the New York area, this one's for you. So so Friday, December 2nd, wool needing wool needle felting. December make a long stress after a long week at work. Come learn to wool felt at NYC resistor. This workshop is for beginners and those with experience alike, featuring directions, patterns, tools, and materials. Tickets are $15 and cover different colors of wool, fun accessories for the created creature, and all felting tools. Um, they can be purchased at eventbrite.com. The the workshop begins at 6.30 p.m. and extends until 9.30 p.m. Vaccines are required and masks, masks are mandatory. And it's located at 87 3rd Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. Of course, we have portrait practice. Want to relax and create art while also having the tools to make a unique holiday gift. Come to Greenbelt recreation center and learn how to paint a portrait artists of all skill levels are encouraged to attend providing pre-done drawings to paint for new newer artists artist sarah o'brien is teaching step-by-step -step in this class tickets are free and can be reserved here um um, the, the class begins at 6 p.m. and goes until about 7 p.m. 501 Brielle Avenue in Staten Island, New York. Saturday, December 3rd, Winter Wonder Weekend at the Garden. Come into, uh, come get into the spirit of the holidays at Winter Wonder Weekend at the Queens Botanical Garden. There's a myriad of activities to enjoy for the whole family from ice sculpture, carving, tree lighting, a meet and greet with Santa, tree lighting and tour, a menorah display and storyline. That shit sounds pretty fucking fun, man. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> That's Yeah, I'm not going to hold you. This, this shit's pretty fun, though. Um, there's no shopping shortage with the holiday market and bar. Featuring local vendors <laughs> and seasonal drinks. Tickets are free and can be registered for in advance on eventbrite.com. The event is open from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. and it's located at 43-50 Main Street in Flushing, Queens. Sudden pop-up market. Um, looking for a pop-up to pop into this weekend. Come to the Sutton pop-up market in Greenpoint. A combination of holiday market and art shows. One can support local local artists and small businesses while crossing off gifts on their list. 
Vendors include vintage jewelry, ceramics, tattoo, artists, art, and more. The market opens at 2 p.m. and goes on until 8 p.m. with a live DJ from 4 p.m. until close. Entry is free and open to the public and it's located at 100 Southern, Southern Street, Brooklyn, New York. My Hero Cozy Cafe calling all anime fans. My Hero Cozy Cafe is a cosplay cafe and immersive experience for fans of the anime My Hero Academia. The cafe features couches, workers dressed as classic characters, video games, holiday themed activities, new friends, a hot cocoa bar, and more. Of course, the tickets is going to cost you $15 and can be purchased in the highlighted word here in red. Cost includes three snack tickets, two hot cocoa tickets, and access to the lounge. The cafe is open from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m., but entry is only permitted for one hour per ticket, and, it, and it's located at 1017 Home Street in um the bronx new york and finally sunday december 4th new york theater ballet presents the nutcracker come to a, a free performance of the nutcracker by the acclaimed new york theater ballet set to um um tchaikovsky's score this holiday ballet is a season staple the performance is from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., but attendees must be checked in before 12.30 p.m. And the tickets are free, but must be reserved in advance on eventbrite.com. Pre-performance um, ballet classes for children 5 through 8 are available two hours pre-performance and let them dance on stage and it's located at 230 Vesey Street in Manhattan, New York. And, of course, Art Talk and Walk with Athena Latosha. Come reflect on death and art before hopping back into the work week. Artist um, Athena um, Latosha is doing a discussion on her, on, on her collection of sculptures on display at Greenwood Cemetery. <laughs> not the cemetery man oh wow yeah the remains of winter all works are made of trees that grew at greenwood entangling it with its history registration is required for free tickets which can be done in the highlighted word in red that says here the discussion takes place from 12 30 p.m to 2 p.m 500 um 21st street brooklyn new york is the location now for more information on all these locations and fun things to do for the weekend you can go to timeout.com uh if you're in the Los, if you're in the california area and new york and of course um another website for you to check out if you're in the new york area is a is is www dot amny dot com slash entertainment slash things to do slash week slash amny weekender um so 
So that's www.timeout.com and and www.amny.com. So there you have it, folks. Um, let me see how much time we got here. Um, all right. So let me let me um I need to take some time to actually say something. Um I need to take some time to say something. Um Marvel comics um movies delayed. Um let me see. Are there any movies being hold on a second. Um if there's any movies being delayed, Marvel movies being delayed, I forget. Um let me take a look here. Um, Marvel Comics movies. Are there any Marvel Comics movies being delayed? Hang on a minute here. Um, yeah, I forgot to do that one. Um, yes, hold on a minute. Um, before I even wrap up here, let me just go through a number of things that's being delayed. Um, so Disney has overhauled its film schedule, delaying the releases of Blade, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, and other major Marvel properties. As part of the shuffle, Blade has moved from November 3rd, 2023 to September 2020, September 6th, 2024, which created a ripple on the rest of the MCU. Deadpool 3 has relocated from September 20th. No, September 6, 2024 to November 8, 2024. Fantastic Four has shifted from November 8, 2024 to February 14, 2025. An untitled Marvel film has been pushed from February 14, 2025 to November 7, 2025. Avengers Secret Wars has been delayed from November 7th, 2025 to May 1st, 2026. And another untitled Marvel film is set for May 1st, 2026, has been removed from Disney's calendar. In, in non-comic news, Searchlight's historical drama on Chevalier, starring Kevin... No, Kelvin Harrison Jr. Uh, as the magician uh, Chevalier. The St. George's will open in theaters on April the 7th, 2023. Um, in 2023. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, let's see. Um... Chevalier, yeah, yeah, twenty twenty three. Yes, um, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is set for May May twenty fourth, twenty twenty four, and a haunting in Venice is dated for September fifteenth, twenty twenty three. In the case of Blade, a year long postponement is unsurprising, given the recent news that. 
Bastion Tariq exited the project, leaving the film without a director. Marvel has paused the production, starring Mashallah Ali as the title Vampire Slayer as the studio looks to hire a new Helmer. Given the interconnected storylines in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the substantial delay for Blade reverted, reverberated uh, on the rest of the films in development. The next Marvel movie to hit the big screen will be in um, November's Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which already came out, which marks the end of phase four of the Marvel, the MCU, excuse me. Marvel Studios president Kevin Foggy announced in July at San Diego, San Diego um, Comic-Con that Fantastic Four will kick off phase six, making Blade and Deadpool 3 the two, the, the final two films to round up phase five all right so um so let's take a look here um i want to take the time to actually say something um as soon as i actually get this thing going um as soon as i get this thing going Um, what is going on here? Um, hang on a second here. Hold on a second here. Um, I do want to, um, I, I, um, Yes, I do want to take the time to actually say something in regards to the, hold on a second. Yes, I do want to take the time to actually say something in regards to the two-year anniversary of my podcast. For those of you who are new and may not know, um, I started this podcast, um, yeah, off the meat rat chains new york podcast started on november 11th of 2020 and it's and it's been a two-year anniversary for the show so it's been two years in the making and i'm actually glad that i've actually that I actually made it so i want to actually congratulate myself and basically with the accomplishment of my success so it's just it it's it's so so it's so surreal and and i'm i'm re- i'm already soaking in um the success of two years in a row we we already had a one year anniversary for um um the sports edition show excellent fun vibrant talks podcast and meticulous vibe juice podcast review show so that's three things to celebrate about and that's why I'm going to I'm going to be making some noise for myself and the accomplishment that I just did. So let's let's do this, man. Yeah. Um of course. So that's it's gonna be more to come though, man. So don't you worry about that. Uh, so 
I think that's going to do it for this episode right here. I just wanted to make sure that I took the time to actually acknowledge the two-year anniversary of Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast. And, and I'd like to say thank you to everybody who listened and took the time to listen on Anchor and everywhere else on every streaming platform, which we'll go over after I uh, um, make myself a round of applause. So, um, wait, how about some, how about some fireworks, man, as a celebration? Okay, now time for stream choices on the go, man. Let's go. You know what to do, folks. And for those of you who's been listening and all that other stuff, you like the topics that's been discussed today in terms of um, everything that's been discussed and stuff like that, um, you can you can show some love by following Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram alongside with my my sports edition show, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, and alongside with um, my review show, Meticulous Fire Juice podcast. And of course, be sure to follow your homie right here, G Money Stacks at G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York, on the primary handle on Instagram. And, of course, be sure to turn on your notifications for when I'm going on Instagram Live to actually record these episodes on, on, on three podcast pages. And, and of course, um, any details on when each episode is going to be dropping. So, um, and, and if you go to the link in bio, you're going to see 
a link that says Linktree slash slash um G Money Stacks 555. You're gonna see a whole audio stream platforms of links, um, and which you are more than welcome to actually download to your iPhones, your Android phones, iPads, and Android tablets. Um, you can leave a voice message for me in terms of what you thought about these topics in this episode and other previous episodes whatsoever by going to anchor.fm slash gmoneystacks slash message all right and speaking of anchor that's where we're going to start with right here so um anchor audacity audible audio burst amazon music breaker castbox fm deezer listen listen notes Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Pod Friend, Podo Polo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and of course Google Podcasts. And and of course, don't forget to listen to the episodes of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast episodes on Radio Public and alongside with iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcast. Um, of course, you don't need a credit card or debit card to actually um, download these apps. They are free from your app store. And make sure you follow my other shows. It's also on iHeartRadio as well, which is which is the Sports Edition show, Excellent Fun, Vibrant Talks podcast, and, of course, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast review show um 99 episodes going on to 100 i just recorded episode 100 it'll be dropped off and i just dropped off episode 41 so it's 41 episodes of the sports podcast and last but not least make sure you grab that subscribe button for me on the youtube channel page of g money stacks 555 where you see all the new york episodes and click on the noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream um, more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, and of course, and of course, listen and st- listen, stream and watch these episodes in case you miss any of them whatsoever. Don't worry, everything's uploaded and loaded to the channel page on YouTube and audio streaming platforms. And of course, be sure to tell a friend to another friend. Um, leave a like and a comment on with the episodes. And of course, um, and of course, um, be sure to spread the word. And of course, word of mouth is important. And of course, and of course, be sure to share the podcast along with the link that says Linktree slash G Money Stacks five fifty five with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, girlfriends, your friends, and the people you are cool with from work or anywhere else where you meet them for the first time or whatever. So there you have it right there. And look, man, this is going to be, um, this is going to be it for That's going to be it for me. Um, <clears throat> I like to, I like to say thank you to everybody who were on this podcast journey. We made it to two years in the books, the two year anniversary. Let's see. Let's see if I, Let's see if we could do we could do three anniversaries, three year anniversaries, all right? 
So, so you stick around with me with, with all the new um serious and funny topics and all that great stuff whatsoever because I feel like the need that um you know the show is not really based on po- political shit. It's the fact that you know we live in a world where we need healing. And you know I believe laughter as far as like humor is the best is the best medicine. And that's that's exactly why I put it in the synopsis because you know laughter is the best medicine because it heals all wounds. You know what I'm saying? So there you have it right there. And of course, sometimes you know, yes, you, we go through things. Yes, as human beings, and I understand that. So, so yes, um, let that be a lesson. And of course, don't forget the grind doesn't stop. Follow your goals and dreams. Um, you know, New York wasn't built in a day. If you want something, you got to work hard and you have to earn it. And you want to also, um, you know, be confident in what you do with your craft. Be on your P's and Q's with consistency the confidence, finding your voice, and of course, and of course, you know, get something that clicks to you with a spark that gets you into your zone, that makes you smile creatively, mentally, physically, and spiritually, alongside with that tunnel vision. Very important. Very important that you're confident in your stuff, all right? So I'll see y'all next time in the next episode. And I hope y'all um I hope y'all enjoy the the things to do for for the three day weekend uh for all you Californians out there that's looking for some fun activities to do and for the people in New York that's looking for some fun activities to do. Like I said, you can check out timeout timeout.com for the people that's living in Los Angeles. For, for some fun activities to do, things to do in Los Angeles. And for New York, the same goes for you too. You can check out timeout.com and amny.com slash things to do and all the other stuff right there. So there you have it right there. So I'm off this shit. Thank you very much for being with me in two years of an anniversary, potiversary, however you call it. It really means a lot to me. And and I'm really proud of myself. So um so there you have it right there. I'm up out of here. Thank you very much for tuning in, listening, listening, rocking and hanging out with me on this episode of on this episode titled titled um, Deadpool returns to um, theaters. Um, Deadpool returns to theaters. Hang on a second. Um, <clears throat> yes, Deadpool um, returns to. Um, hang on a second here. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, the name of this episode is 
is titled Deadpool Returns for a Third Movie. Yes, there you go right there, man. And yes, I'm up out of here. Thank you. Peace and one love. Take care of one another. Stay liquid. Be careful out there. Follow your goals and dreams. And of course, you know, find something that makes you smile and to take your mind off of family drama and all that other stuff. Go to those locations that I just said um, that take your mind off of things and have some fun. Peace and one love. And have yourselves a nice weekend and a good night, folks. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services include Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, 
Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.